Axis Mundi. You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit irreverent.fm for more content from our amazing lineup of creators. Hello and welcome to Straight White American Jesus and the series You're Not Welcome Here, which focuses on identity and politics and identity politics and all of their relations to culture, and we will be getting into issues of religion and race and all different kinds of things. My name is Dan Miller. I'm Associate Professor of Religion and Social Thought at Landmark College and one of the two co-hosts of Straight White American Jesus. We are hosted in partnership with the CAP Center at the University of California, Santa Barbara. Uh, So my thanks to them. And my thanks to everybody who takes the time uh, to listen. My thanks to everybody who has reached out to communicate with me. Uh, And as a reminder, it's old school, but email is the best way to reach me. Daniel Miller at landmark.edu. And I've appreciated the comments that I've gotten from so many people. Uh, I've tried to respond to those when I'm able. And people have brought up a lot of topics and issues and questions that we are going to get to. Um, The issue of identity and how it relates to politics and culture is really thorny and complex and multifaceted. And I am committed to spending as much time as we need to untangle uh, all of the the thorny issues and to look at as many of those facets as we can. And so we'll spend the time doing that. And so I I just want to thank everybody and and just acknowledge how perceptive people are at figuring out and seeing what some of those really important issues are. So thank you to everybody for that. And and diving into this week, I want to recap just a little bit. The last episode, the the question that, that I looked at was, If, as I've argued, identity is a fundamental social category, a a social uh, mechanism, it's a way through which we recognize ourselves and others and our relation to each other and our place in society, if it is a fundamental organizing operation to the social, why is it that that, that what we call identity politics, a kind of political mobilization around a felt sense of shared identity with others in various domains, why does that feel new? Why does it feel different? Why does it feel unfamiliar? And I tried to offer a few reasons why I think that is, why it is, the, you know, what it is that I think has changed about the political and social terrain on which we currently stand that has changed if the notion of identity itself and its social role has not. So that that's where we've been. What I want to spend some time on this week is something that I see as related to this is if we looked at like last time, like, okay, so why now? Why is identity politics something that catches on now? What I want to look at this week is a little bit of, of why are the kinds of groups that we think of with when we think of identity politics, why those groups, right? In other words, why now and why these people, whoever they are? And in doing that, I want to look at a criticism, another criticism of identity politics that I think in many ways, despite its differences, is shared on both the political right and the political left. And this is the idea that identity is inherently individual and subjective. And so a politics built around identity is basically a politics of social fragmentation, a politics that seeks uh, is just basically individuals seeking to serve their own interests. Uh, seeking what is good for them, uh, individuals who are not thinking about the common good or a larger society or something like that. This is the idea 
that identity is a matter of sort of personal interest or preference. And together with that, it, it carries the idea that appeals to identity amount to privileges given to particular individuals at the expense of others. That when somebody says, I, uh, I identify as X and I want these political rights or these social protections or what have you, that what they're actually doing is claiming some sort of entitlement that can only come at the cost of others and that reflects only their sort of their personal interests or their personal desires or their, their identity of themselves. So identity politics on this kind of understanding amounts to claims that individuals make on the basis of their identity to get something they don't deserve or to get rights or privileges that the rest of us don't get. And so appeals to identity are considered unfair or partisan. And as I say, this this line of criticism comes on both the political right and the political left. And I want to give an example of each of these to think about for just a moment here. The first is an example of somebody who's center-left. And and here I'm looking at the historian is at Columbia University named Mark Lilla, who wrote an influential book a few years ago called The Once and Future Liberal After Identity Politics. And I'm going to highlight what it is that, that Lilla has to say here. It's a sustained diatribe against uh, identity politics. And I use that word advisedly. It is not an argument. Uh, he doesn't cite anybody. It's just basically Lilla, you know, raging against identity politics for, you know, 100 or so pages. But it's been very influential. And what he really does is capture and illustrate really well the criticism that we find on the mainstream left of center crowd um, who argue that identity politics leads to social fragmentation. And this is very much the view. The, the logic in his book is what we hear coming from the groups that I've mentioned, the sort of the supporters of Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders, who essentially argue that if it wasn't for identity politics breaking up the social, Donald Trump would not have won the presidential election in 2016 on a Christian Nationalist Party platform. It's basically the argument that identity politics fragmented the social and let Trump and those who support him come into power. I want to just pause for a moment here and note one general criticism I have of this line of thinking, and it's, it's a criticism that is related to this, but it would take us further afield. I don't want to dig into it too much. But it's this notion that I'm, I'm concerned about any line of criticism that says the problem with Christian nationalists or the reason that Christian nationalists is, is a problem is not Christian nationalists. The reason why Christian nationalism is dangerous or gains political power is not because of Christian nationalism but it is somehow secretly because of those who oppose Christian nationalism. So I just throw that out there as, as a source of frustration that I have when people want to blame the results of some really negative social and political movement, not on the adherence of that social and political movement, but on those who oppose it. And, and so we hear that a lot, whether it's, you know, criticisms of the so-called angry black woman, and that's why anti-black affect exists, or uh, criticisms of, you know, the Islamic community being opposed to Islamophobia, and so somehow that's the reason why people are Islamophobic, uh, or people who are too affirmative of immigrants, uh, thereby somehow being responsible for people's uh, xenophobia, these, these kinds of, of criticisms. And so I'm just going to throw out there as a sort of side issue how frustrating I find that. But coming back to this, what does Lillis say? Well, he says on page 87 of his book, he argues against what he calls a Facebook model of identity. This is how he sees identity politics. And what he means by that is he says that on this model, quote, 
The self is a homepage I construct like a personal brand, linked to others through associations I can like and unlike at will. Thanks for listening to this free preview of our Swag episode. In order to get access to the full episode and so much more, become a Straight White American Jesus premium subscriber by clicking the link in the show notes. It'll take you like two clicks, I promise. In addition to getting access to this episode, you'll have access to the entire Swag archive, over 550 episodes. You'll also get an extra episode every month, ad-free listening, Discord access, and so much more. All that for less than six bucks a month, and it helps us keep our flag up and continue to safeguard democracy from religious nationalism, extremism, and rising authoritarianism. Check it out. It's not hard, I promise. Mm-hmm.